0: Hey guys, this is Alex, and this is Lunchbox Radio Sunday Edition. Now, if you want to watch this, since I think I'm going to start doing these, or experiment in doing these Sunday Editions in video, as well as a new thing that I haven't released that will be shorter, but awesome video, you can go to Spotify and check them out. I didn't realize when I recorded the trailer, that the videos would only be available on Spotify. There's nothing I do can do about that, but I think it's a cool experiment, so I wanted to give it a shot. That said, let's talk about what I want to do, what I want to um, talk about this Sunday, and that is the cancel, if you haven't heard the um, news, the cancellation of Netflix's live-action Cowboy Bebop. Now, a lot of stuff has been spilled... A lot of ink has been spilled digitally already about this because, quite frankly, it didn't get the best reviews and, apparently, it didn't get the best viewership either because... So, so people have an idea of... um, how reviewing processes work, although you probably have an idea of this already. Basically, reviewing processes work with the idea that people get screened, and when you get screened, they are given to you, generally speaking, some amount of time before the show comes out. Or some amount of time before... And when I say some amount of time before the show comes out, That can be anywhere from a week, to a year, to a month, whatever amount of time the studio wants to give you, the studio creating the content wants to give you to review it and to consider it. Now, in video games, oftentimes, they'll get um, an advanced copy of a video game. I actually got an advanced copy of a video game when I was a kid. I think it was... I don't even think it came out. I think it was the Tarzan video game for the N sixty four. If anybody remembers that, um, leave it in the comments. But uh, I'm talking like I'm on YouTube. Um, but the long and short of it is, you get the content early for the for the reason is your your job to have a review up on the day of release, and. Oftentimes in video games, if they are worried about reviews, they won't give you, um, a review copy until, like, a couple days before the the release date because, and they'll put, and also they'll put in embargoes, this is pretty common for all, um, for all reviewers, you'll get an embargo that says you can't talk about it before this date or you can't talk about these aspects of the show or movie or video game but the long short of it is you get screeners beforehand and I'm not I'm not super sure how they do this now I know that in the old days you used to straight up get like reels or a videotape and then later on you would get obviously a DVD. With some amount of whatever it is on it. I suspect they might still do a disc copy because of privacy and leaking reasons because if you did some sort of website you can go to and you can sign in and watch the screener. A they can't personalize it to you which is a big deal for screeners. Um, Sometimes uh, hilariously they, um, I think John Stewart told this story about the, his screeners just screaming his name at him constantly, which I thought was hilarious, and oftentimes screeners will have, like, watermarked over the entire screen who's, what, who the screener is intended for, so if it leaks, you know where it came from. <laughs> but the long and short of it is is that you get advanced copies so you can talk about it from some angle of authority however whenever it comes out and in the case of Cowboy Bebop of the Cowboy Bebop live action what I think happened is the reviews caught up to the potential audience Really efficiently and really quickly. And what I mean by that is, oftentimes when you have an absolute. when when you have something that could be described as a train wreck, which I don't think that Cowboy Bebop can be. I think there are certainly really D team choices with, like, everything from casting to right down to the lighting. But I don't think that it's an all bad show. If you go watch, um,. Jeff Sue's review of Cowboy Bebop over on, um, Mother's Basement, you'll kind of see what I mean. That show is something, but it's not Cowboy Bebop. It's not necessarily an altogether terrible thing. There are moments that work. I personally liked the, um, Ganymede Sea Rats episode... Because I think that they... Added things... Where there was room to add things... With some ambiguous... Ambiguous quality to... The villains in that first episode... In that... In the first original run of the episode... As a... Um... As like a... As character... I thought they took that opportunity... And they kind of ran with it... Also turning them into trees instead of monkeys was a really was a really horrifying touch, honestly. But clearly the the reviews of this show were coming out kind of day I remember reading them day and date with the show premiering on Netflix. So Netflix never really had the chance the show on Netflix never really had the chance to get out there without its, without the reviews being known. And what that ends up causing is it ends up making the show a kind of, making the show this kind of trapped in its own, in people's opinion of it really quickly. So oftentimes bad shows, they just kind of like come out and the reviews eventually catch up to it. But people have already watched it. And they've already made up their own minds. But in this case. The reviews were all, re- were all already there. If you wanted to know. What people thought about. The new Cowboy Bebop. Pretty much. After the first episode. You, you could totally find out. And also because of. And this is where. This is really where binge culture hurt. what I'm going to call binge culture hurt the Cowboy Bebop live action, is because the all ten episodes were out already. They were all out in the world. You could see all the choices they made. All at once. So let's say you made it to episode three and you were just kind of tired of it and you wanted to skip to episode ten and you get to, by the way, spoiler alert, I'm going to put a Big spoiler warning over this part. Um, you wanted to get to the last decisions they made because I, I know as somebody who watches, who watches shows and talks about them semi semi professionally on the internet, sometimes I just I can't I can't I, like I technically need to know the end of whatever show I'm watching but I don't really, you have not earned the caring in me to care about the middle (laughs) parts. And so I skipped to the end. And what ends up happening is the worst things, the worst choices they made were on full display for the entire internet to see. So people are judging the show by its worst when they could have been going out and making their own opinion about it and there are all kinds of reasons shows are canceled and in this in this case we're pretty sure that low ratings were the fault of the cancellation of the live action Cowboy Bebop. and there are all kinds of re- there are all kinds of reasons that People do and don't get show shows and movies they otherwise wouldn't get. If you look at Pacific Rim 2, Pacific Rim 2 was not made because the American audience went out to see it overwhelmingly. A Pacific Rim, Rim 2 is significantly worse than the original Pacific Rim. It has some interesting, especially some interesting visual moments, but nothing really nothing really like it's nothing really like the first movie and the reason that, that we got pacific rim 2 at all was because of foreign box office sales because of essentially the chinese film market and it was and you can watch you can watch kind of a great movie of, of great um video about this all over on YouTube um I think I forget what his name name is but you can probably find it by um searching um Hollywood's China Problem on YouTube but it's a YouTuber um who talks about um queerness in film and he full on says you know Hollywood was chasing was was chasing that goal for a while. And Pacific Rim 2 is clearly a burden of them chasing that. And the reason and once again, we did not get a second Pacific Rim, and we most likely did not get a Pacific Rim CG anime because America was clam clamoring for it. But the thing with Netflix is, is that Netflix very clearly can live and die by, by, by the reviews that come out of a big thing, because that's really what got this show canceled. Is a combination of the reviews and a combination of binge culture hurting it. If this show had come out week to week at the very worst what most likely would have happened is it would have been this kind of weekly train wreck we all tune in for because you wouldn't be able to tell what was you wouldn't exactly know what was going to happen next you probably would based on you know your experience with tv and the way tv choices are made because this is a very tv choices and show but you wouldn't, you wouldn't be able to absolutely see the, like, the next kind of puff of smoke out of the dumpster fire, so to speak. And I'm, once again, which the, I don't think the show was a dumpster fire. I think that it was, I don't think it was the best it could be, absolutely, but I think there was... A way they could have improved it over time. And they just... But because they didn't get there immediately and because it was so anticipated and because their reference point was, unfortunately, for them, Cowboy Bebop, they couldn't... Like, there was no point of recovery. Especially after... Their portrayal of Ed in the last episode, and the long and short of it is, they just didn't, they couldn't get it off the gr- get it off the ground. So regardless of all the like good stuff that was in the show, the it got canceled because it did it it didn't have the rating that, and they couldn't get it to the rating. But the last thing I want to talk about here, which really strange and I don't... Every once in a while you watch something and you watch or you play or you read something and you realize, like, the creators of something know they don't have something great on their hands. This was true of, um, actually, uh, kind of most damningly, Cyberpunk 2077. The review copies of that game went out notoriously late. And when you started to play it, you started to realize that CD Projekt Red knew it had, like, good things in this game, but the game was fundamentally flawed. And that became really apparent to reviewers, and oftentimes in video game reviewing... When you get a late, cop, a late review copy, you, like, kind of handle it with, like, radioactive tongs. Because you're like, uh, they gave this to us, like, a week ago. It comes out on Friday. This, this might not be the best game ever. <laughs> and long and short of it is, that's usually like pretty predictive. The way that happens here is something I've never seen before especially on Netflix. Usually when a big new Netflix thing comes out, it is the first thing you see on Netflix. They do a call out they do a callout row that is just that thing. it's the first thing you see when you open the app. I had to go searching for it. You had to go searching for the live-action Cowboy Bebop. It was not the first thing that they trotted out. Which is wild, considering that Cowboy Bebop is one of the most mainstream anime hits of all times. It is considered to be, like, a not just an anime or animation gold standard. It's considered to be a TV, like, entertainment gold standard of a show. And they didn't put it first in everything? That's wild. That to me says they didn't, and it said to me at the time, like, oh, that's weird. That's a choice. That's a that's a that's a company making a choice with its product. I don't I'm not sure they have a whole lot of confidence in this. And that was another way that this thing drowned, was kind of like drowned in the bathtub by the world of streaming, is Netflix didn't give it the same promotion, even bare minimum promotional treatment. They give, like, Love Island, that they, they give, not Love Island, Love Island, I think, is um, HBO Max, but they give something like 20-somethings Austin. They highlight 20-somethings Austin when it comes out, but they didn't highlight the Cowboy Bebop live action. You could probably guess that they got it and they were contractually obligated to put it up and they were out of time, but they also didn't, didn't have confidence that it was going to knock it out of the park in any case. But I would imagine... If on the first day everybody on the first day it was out, everybody opened up Netflix and you saw the tra- you saw the trailer, and you saw the thing. Your first day things would be like, "Well, guess I'm watching this now," and it would have been a much more natural progression than the kind of thing it became, because it took people a couple of days to like get to the end and. Drag Ed around the drag bad Ed around the internet, but because people had to search it out, enough people probably weren't watching it at the same time to gain that critical math of Netflix being like, oh yeah, we we should auto renew this for a second season. And on that note, this is where I'm going to end this because I I just, I thought the way that, I thought the speed and the kind of mixture of things with which the live action got canceled was interesting. I also thought there was, there was an, inter- there, there was and is still an interesting thing in the Cowboy Bebop live action. Is it Cowboy Bebop? No. But it's more interesting than a lot of live action fans are a lot of anime fans not live action fans that there are not live action, live action anime fans. That is upsetting. Um, but there is a lot there, but nobody who is going to this looking for live-action cowboy bebop would Want what was there because what exists already is already so good for the mo- for the entire part that you can't. There was no winning with there was no winning with the show they had compared to the show that already exists. Is what I'll say on that note. I've been Alex. I hope you liked hopefully watching this. Lunchbox radio Sunday edition and if you like um, if you like this podcast, new episodes come out every Thursday and Sunday third day is more like a general metatextual third day is more like a review show. you can go you can go listen to not watch but listen to um, the ep- the episode on jo- on the first 12 episodes of JoJo's Don ocean. Um, in the feed right before this this episode, and Sunday is more like this. It's more meta textual. It's more industry based. More just thoughts I had um, about anime and the anime industry and fandom. And on that note, I've been Alex. This has been Lunchbox Radio Sunday Edition. I will talk. I will talk to you. Maybe see you on Thursday.